Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ick girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make your move, your hips were sipping gin girl. Make your bounce, your tits like it's a jig girl. Like boom. Lindsay. <laughs> and we're back for another month. If you guys are not members already for our Patreon, this is the best time of the month to sign up for X Gals, which is our subscription based podcast where we put, kind of put the juicier shit, to be honest. Um, it's definitely juicier. We did a sex hotline. Last oh my week. God. Amazing. We have my sister Sarah on. Um, she's coming up on Friday. We did a really lit. Um, literally lit literally lit podcast um about her experiences in a polyamorous relationship mm-hmm. which was interesting um and on patreon we also give like um you guys like i did i popped up a little post showing our brand new merch that we have coming for vicar street so mm-hmm. they ex gals always get treated first if it's shows we have coming up and all that kind of stuff um we have sexy sexy episodes Content. coming up what yes. else do we have so, we, so yeah, we, the sex hotline one is always good sex hotline we also talked about we kind of reflected on the industry to talk about the mm-hmm. bloggers unveiled and just kind of in general how the industry's changed over the year and some of mine and Lindsay's experiences of being oh, effed yes. over we gave a really really raw story that we could only tell on patreon about something that happened to us this year in the industry that um was just a good insight into like the kind of truth behind bloggers because yeah. it's not all good. And we also did um, the assumptions, which was yes. from our video where you guys asked us your craziest things about it. So that we also answered the insane questions on that. We got some juicier questions um, and that were pretty much only suitable for Patreon. So if you want to sign up, if you have always found that after every week when Ickals is done, you're like dying for another episode... On Fridays, we put out another x so you'll get twice the content. It's it's $6 a month, which, you know, obviously changes with the exchange range, but it's about a fiver. Mm-hmm. Um, and you will get uh, extra episodes. You can start your subscription whenever. You can cancel. There's no minimum sign-up amount of time. Um, but obviously, if you want to end your subscription, we would advise you to do so at the end of the month because... Otherwise, you're going to miss out on some juicy ass episodes. So go totally. over to patreon.com forward slash podcast and check them out. And you get the backlog of all those episodes as well. So you can binge, binge. on all the ex episodes. It's like episodes. a year's worth now. We're there about so a year. Many. So there's about 50 episodes. Which I put is up a wedding pic the other week. Oh, gosh, that was hilarious. The ex gals were asking, it was like a picture of me on my wedding pregnant. <laughs> Pop that up. Lol, with a little backstory as well. So yeah, it's a really fun secret little club that we have. But this week, what are we talking about, girlfriend? Well, first I want to promote um, also our competition that we're hosting. Oh yes, Saws, our sexy comp. So we have about a week left. When this goes up, it'll actually be exactly a week left. Uh, where 
obviously all you gals just to say thank you to everyone who has bought our merch in the last year of which there has been hundreds of you and we're so thankful for it that so thankful our, we're hosting a competition where if you post a picture now rule number one it has to be to your IG feed not a story it has to live there permanently because we're making a little bank of imagery so to choose your uh, picture as the winner it has to be there permanently girlies um, if you post a picture of you wearing our merch the merch does not have to be the main focus just your merch in the picture and tag us in it you will all be entered everyone who's already posted a picture this year we have your picture saved you are yeah. entered and we are going to be sending you choosing three winners on the 16th or the 14th of uh, November so right before our show and we'll be sending out a little care package which will include some of our exclusive merch that our we new will merch. only be selling at Vicker Street which we're going to be re- we'll show you um, the artwork of maybe when the, the day this podcast comes out Who knows? Uh, so you can see so again post a picture of you wearing any of our merchandise it can be the tote it can be the hoodie it can be a mug it doesn't matter what it is once it's our merch tag us in it and uh, you're entered and we will be and you might get a little care package we're yes. going to give you some of our exclusive merch and a little note an it gals love note from us yes. and who knows what else we'll throw in there for you gals mm. so enter so easy Used that competition underwear. so easy who knows <laughs> who knows <laughs> so this week we are we're at a, the time of the year where I'm turning another year older it's a big birthday this year I'm turning 30 the big 3 welcome uh, to the club honey I know like thankfully our live show on the 16th is like two days before my birthday so it's kind of keeping me so occupied up until my birthday I'm just like live show live show live show live show but, so we're thinking about it's kind of interesting because entering a new de- de- decade is always intriguing and um, it's you know just something that I think you really think about like I've been since turning 30 I've I'm constantly thinking about like where I want to be because I think when you're in your 20s it's kind of excusable to be anywhere Mm. there's not much expectation in comparison to your 30s I think when you enter 20 and you turn 20 I remember seeing 30 as like this other timeline of my life I'm gonna have a house kids married settled my 20s are for fun and then you kind of are in a place where it's like oh a 30s next week yeah and it's just has this new expectation well yeah like 30 I think is the new 20 like I think back in the Dizzy people when they were like turning 22 23 a lot of people then were engaged and getting married like if you think mm-hmm. of our parents and stuff like that like I think my mum was like 23 when she met my dad and they were married about a year later you know all that kind of stuff so nowadays it's definitely 30 because we're all going to college so you're kind of only coming out of college at 25 and you might only get your first serious relationship when you're 26 you know that way so there there is just a way different we're kind of mothered more in our 20s now and babied and there's not that kind of urgency put on us in our 20s anymore not as much it's just not that expectancy because it's you know more difficult to you know find your forever partner or a really good job like it takes a lot longer to build up your career and to get like financially stable in order to get a mortgage or housing or even rent somewhere so like there's not that expectancy and I think it's fine you feel okay in your 20s Mm -hmm. when you're in a certain space but then I think you just kind of and it's totally like self like you're doing it to yourself like you don't need to be anywhere at any age but I think like for me anyway 30 I was like okay oh shit I gotta get my shit together Mm. but I definitely I thought it'd be just interesting to do a podcast which is like what we learned kind of what we want to bring from our 20s or what I brought and what you want to bring from your 20s and what you did and didn't do that you want to carry 
into your 30s. And then also touch on some of the, th- the things that we did in our 20s that we are more than happy to leave in that decade. Yeah. Can I just say um, the 30s are your new 20s? I, I think, think so. every generation says I think no, every but decade, I think it, no, but I think that is true. I think the thirties are. I remember like, I think I was turning twenty six or something like that, and uh, my friend Kim at the time, I think she was about thirty two, thirty three, and I was like freaking out because I was like, I can't believe I'm in my like mid twenties mm. or something like that, and um, she was just like, I would hate to be your fucking age now. And I was like, what? Because I was clearly thinking I was deadly being all young, and she was like. Seriously, she's like, when I was 26, 27, I thought it was the best time of my life. She's like, the minute I fucking turned 30, my life just exponentially improved. She was like, everything improved, my confidence improved, my life was just better. I had more money, I was happier. And she was like, now I look back on my 20s and I'm like, thank God that's over. And I was talking to my friend Yulia about it as well. And I was like, I'm actually kind of similar at the moment. I'm like, she, she was like, oh my God, it's your birthday soon. I was like, yeah, I know. And she's like, how are you feeling about it? Turn 30. And she's turning 30 this year, next year. Um, and I was like I'm grand with it like honestly like I wouldn't want to be if someone said like you can turn 30 in two weeks or you go back to being 25 I would choose turning 30 in a heartbeat I would not want to go back to being 25 at all there's nothing in me that like wants to be I felt like I was so uncertain or something there was just such a level of uncertainty but now if I could go 30, back if I could go back to 25 and know what I know now no, I totally but that, yeah, would well everyone would do that with every age but I mean like if you were to swap like if you were to choose get growing this year older as you are now or go back to being 25 as you were I would choose I kind of wish that there was that expectancy more on your 20s I feel like you're very much like I said like the 20s are an excuse to, like I think back in the day like our parents your teenagers were yes. excused to be crazy and partying and like not really knowing what you're going to do with your career and fucking around with different guys who you're not going to spend time with like or see a future with but then I think that flipped to being your 20s so it's kind of like your 20s a whole decade is kind of like you're just allowed kind of fuck around maybe go to college maybe drop out maybe have a boyfriend that you're gonna yeah. be, you know and there's good and bad things about both I think that's good that we're not being forced to marry someone when you're 22 anymore or make like life decisions in your 20s yeah. you don't have the life experience to make those mm-hmm. decisions but like but there's also like obviously a negative to it in the sense that we are bigger babies than we ever have been definitely like our generation are like living at home longer and making less money because we're going into the workforce later you know yeah. that all those mm-hmm. things are just a fact so but there's always going to be a bargain I think you know that way with like so with some things that are great comes another, you know like obviously like women getting the right to work brilliant however wages are lower because of mm-hmm. it you know that way so like yeah. there's always going to be a bargain it's a seesaw kind of yeah. situation so what will we t- start off with because um, we're going to uh, separate this into kind of three big things that happen so we start off with like things that we would keep and leave in our 20s and bring into our 30s uh, in regards to dating and lads so yeah. what were you like how would you define yourself in your 20s we're starting with fellas with fellas so in my 20s with fellas and I think in our 20s we very much bring in like how we were raised like Mm -hmm. we're still much like very much the umbilical cord of our upbringing Mm -hmm. is like attached to us so like I very much I was brought up like in the church like I've said tons of times and like it was of high importance to kind of find or choose a partner who you saw like a future with Mm -hmm. as in marriage kids so you weren't dating wasn't like an option really for me like so I had to like it was very much in my head that I needed to find a guy who I was going to marry 
and then I could kind of begin my life okay so that was how it was in the church and that was what surrounded me that was what people were doing in their 20s so I was not used to like seeing people go around dating and trying on different guys for size mm-hmm. or like you know not even thinking about like their future partner or husband or something like that but that was embedded in my brain so like for my 20s that was a focus so I went into my 20s and met someone and was like fine this is my future husband this is just like why would I meet someone at 20 that I like being with him I didn't have any like experience with dating or guys and I just went for it and was like fine you meet someone you get married so obviously through my experience of my 20s and that marriage not working out and like looking back and being so like you know so obvious that it wasn't going to work Mm. out and like realizing that I didn't hit certain steps or that like you know I was just ignoring massive issues that Mm. were obviously going to like continue to exist in my relationship but I just didn't have that like I didn't think like that because I never had I just didn't see life going on because like your whole life is school up until like you're 18 or whatever do you know and then so I didn't understand life like I do now because yeah. I had that whole decade of kind of I think your 20s you're so bringing your upbringing like or you're trying to kind of like take some of the shackles off from your upbringing yeah you're you trying to like figure out your own path and keep the ones that you actually do like yeah so the yeah. traditions that like you were raised in you're trying to like configure what actually works for me yeah, and what yeah, do I want to yeah. carry on it so I definitely took like the decade of it's still something I'm learning. I think it is something you carry like it's still I'm learning to like that I'm my own person, that we're not our parents and that we can make our decisions and like figure out what how we want to live. Yeah. So in terms of relationships, that was something that I learned that like, first of all, that relationships are ever changing. Yeah. And that you don't always need to think of like the end game. Yeah. Which I think is difficult because we're in a space where like everyone I know who is successful in many of their, a lot of their life is because their relationship is a stability. So that enabled them to co-parent or to Mm. get a mortgage. So it's a tough one to kind of understand because like in this society, like a relationship is so highly valued and so valuable in terms of like your success rate. Because like it's so hard to get a mortgage, for example. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah it's, I'm kind of like still in a seesaw of like finding the importance of a relationship and it being like valuable in my life but also making sure that you look after number one yeah so I think I trusted way easier when I was like in my 20s I trusted guys I just believed what they said yeah and I was very much like if he says this I'll believe it even if I don't see the fruition of what he's mm. saying and it took me ages to learn that when you know in hindsight it shouldn't I should have just looked at the guy and seen the value in what he was or wasn't doing yeah 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 but like I think because my love language would be probably words of affirmation so I would accept that and then ignore Mm. all of the like oh hold on we haven't like been saving for more or he doesn't do this this you know yeah 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 but then in the same way with relationships I've also learned to like try and acknowledge the good that people do because I feel like women love chatting about relationships we love saying he's a fucking prick so I've noticed to definitely if you can if you can talk badly about something also acknowledge the good things that they do Mm. so you're not just focusing on the bad Mm. what do you think about you 
I think well the interesting thing about the dating thing with you and I is that it's so different like obviously you were married when you were 20 and you mm. had kids throughout your 20s mm-hmm. you know that way so I think it's an interesting kind of dynamic that we both have that are so different but for me I came out of like my first serious relationship when I was like 19 um so I was in college single and I think like I don't regret any of that I think like that was good I think it was good for me to be single but what I did do is like I think something that I should have enjoyed more in my 20s was like enjoying being single full stop without trying to like make every single interaction I had with a guy into a relationship like I felt like I kind of had this like because I had one boyfriend like and he was a kind of the first guy that openly fancied me and I openly fancied him and we just ended up going out and staying together for like Mm. three years that was this weird map for me of like how that should happen so it took me so long to kind of learn that like you can meet a guy sleep with him have a nice night and then it can go nowhere and just accept that and be okay with that you know that way also just not marry that to your person yeah perception of yourself totally because I was just like I feel like I would take that so personally like Mm. I would just not and I wouldn't get it and I think that what I what I the main thing that I think um was a big learning lesson for me but like that I'm happy to leave in my 20s would be like I would see someone's success with guys as like my own personal failure like I wouldn't under I constantly I feel like for the first kind of like my early 20s up until I was about 25 or so um which is when I kind of got into my second serious relationship I would just I would always see what I would always compare what I was doing with everyone else like I would be like still going out getting lads chatting to lads you Mm. know texting guys guys would be interested in me all the rest but if like I was talking to a guy and we were having a good old time and chit chatting and blah blah and then like the week later he got a girlfriend it would like crush my confidence I'd be like it would I would just be so why not me why me why me why me I was and I would always see someone else's like quote unquote success of getting the guy as like my own personal failure and I think that from what I learned growing up then is that like kind of what we spoke about with uh the Excels episode with Evan mm. that like you you have to grow to a certain point in dating and realize that like some things just aren't personal like someone can like you enjoy your company but then meet someone else that just is a better fit for them and it's not a, you know a, a personal kind of like you're bad it doesn't mean that you were bad or that you two were didn't get along you know I think what I learned from that in the same with that same lesson and how I married it to like my 30s is like again like it's so easy to go down the route of being like hold on I was seeing him for three months yeah and it never went anywhere he never did this for me he never brought (laughs) me out here and then now you're seeing especially like in this day and age we are able to see it's so like that's the worst very difficult to like stop yourself from going down the route of going on his Instagram and just seeing hold on he's and now living with this girl and, and this wasn't even Spain and and that wasn't even a reality when I was in my early 20s I'm so fucking thankful for that yeah because the guys that I like this was like 2010 to 2015 Instagram kind of only became a thing in Ireland I feel in around 2014-15 and it wasn't to the same extent whatsoever as, as it is now obviously mm. it was like here's a picture of a pizza I'm eating you know it wasn't like yeah. here's my entire fucking life so that's something that I'm like I could I can see how like because obviously a lot of our listeners I think are in that age group that would write to us anyway Mm -hmm. seem to be in their early 20s and that would be so hard to navigate I think just 
seeing like what the feck like I was with him for three months and he barely brought me out for a takeaway and here he is whining and dining this girl and that is like impossible to not kind of marry to your own and be like hold on your own worth if you're seeing like he clearly puts more worth than this person Mm. I spent double the amount of time and I didn't get that kind of thing but I think what I learned was sometimes I would like be seeing guys and um I would notice red flags, but like bash them away. Like, what's that? I, yeah. And then they obviously would, I think, be able to accept things like, oh, well, we don't have this in common. So they are able to like make the decision without the kind of emotion of being like, that's not going to be a good fit for a future or for a long term relationship. Mm. But I would like, I would like just disregard my boundaries or moral things that I might have not got in common with this guy just because I want the relationship Mm. in my 20s I would have been like you'd sacrifice everything for the relationship yeah and then I'd be shocked when someone doesn't do the same for me yeah because like I would be I think now in some ways with Instagram and being able to visibly see an ex-partner and you know see where their life is going in some ways is a blessing because like for me in my 20s I would have the like vision in my mm. head and like the fairy tale oh my god he's doing so much better than me because he's sometimes it's kind of nice to be able to see the pattern and be like okay well clearly he gets on better with this girl yeah. or they their have lives this match in common better. and yeah because I would I'd be the same like I would it happened loads of times to me where like I'd be kind of seeing a guy or like shagging him to be honest shagging him three times kind of thing yeah and I'd be like oh my god like oh my god it's gonna be great and then like he'll probably ghost me or it'll fizzle out Mm. and then like a month later he's in like a serious relationship and that would blow my mind and I wasn't uh, like yeah like the Instagram thing like because I had the freedom to like run my mind I was like well it's clearly because she's skinnier than me and prettier than me and you know that one thing that he said to me one time that kind of made me think he didn't think I was that great that's clearly it and she's clearly this and she's clearly that and I'd be like obsessing over the girl and all that kind of shit where I think now it's always going to be a bit of a bruise. Like, I think it's like, of course, you're. it's going to hurt. But what I've done is like, try to like, use that bruise as a lesson. As yeah. in like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was beat to be, like that guy that I did like and that I was willing to like, oh, I don't really like that he doesn't like, you know, have this moral that I have or whatever. Like, we're very different in that way, but I'm just going to let it slide because, yeah. you know, I like him. Men, I think, can like a girl, but can be able to envision a lot of the time that, I like her she's funny I get on great but I don't think it's going to be a fit like a jigsaw for my life yes so I've learned how to like don't budge and try and wiggle yourself because you are inevitably you're just going to be prolong the inevitable kind of thing yeah definitely so what would you keep of how you were in your 20s with lads what would you keep to the to now what did you see do you bring any of it into your 30s in a good way um I think differently but in I've kept the same like gus going by your gut mm-hmm. and yeah like I think sometimes I would get carried away in my 20s with the like fairy tale I'd like you know have a feeling in my gut and I'd ignore it more but like from looking back my gut was always right with guys okay yeah. Do you know the way yeah and so that's what I've carried in mm-hmm. to my 30s um what I've let go of is putting my all into a relationship mm-hmm. I did that in my 20s I was like you know uh, put so much uh, I put my relationship on a pedestal whereas I've learned in my 30s that it's just a part of your life yeah and I definitely found like in my 20s with guys like when I was breaking up with Jimmy I I wanted him to 
fit everything into my life. I wanted him to be like my best friend, my soulmate, like we, you know, everything. And if he wasn't two of those things, I'd be like, well, clearly it's not right. Mm-hmm. Do you know the way? Mm-hmm. Where now I've learned that like my relationship is a part of my life. It doesn't need to be like my all. Yeah. And I can have like the other parts so that my life is whole. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But I don't need my relation, my life to be all, like my relationship to bleed into all my life kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was definitely beneficial for just a more functioning like relationship yeah I think I learned like probably because last year or this year god it's mad um I obviously went out of like a serious relationship and I think that taught me it would happen at like a pivotal point in my life that kind of taught me like that getting on with and caring for someone isn't always enough in a relationship and that's okay to also act like unromantically about what is a romantic relationship do you know what I mean? Like that you sometimes have to make decisions in relationships that are like, yeah, we get on, we don't fight. It's great. You mm-hmm. know, we're, you know, we're having sex or whatever. And, you know, I think you're attractive, but like that doesn't, that's not all the, the ingredients to a successful relationship, especially coming into your thirties. And that's just a fact. And sometimes you have to be kind of like, which was a hard lesson for me. Cause I always, my last relationship ended because it was so volatile and it was so like fighting and like, you know, we just ended up hating each other. So it's kind of easier to break up with someone then when Mm -hmm. you're like screaming at each other and you don't like the person that they are um, because you're like, you're not a good boyfriend. You're like cheating on me or whatever. Like that's like easy, cut the cord. But I think what I learned going into my 30s and that's something that I will value as a lesson going into my 30s is that like sometimes you have to kind of look at your relationship objectively and be like, okay, is there like is there like plans here for some sort of future or like, you know, and, and being kind of afraid. I think I was like in my twenties kind of afraid to talk about those things. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd be afraid to kind of bring up like, Oh, so like, you know, are we going to save for a place together or will we ever move in? Like I was mm. very much afraid of bringing up those conversations. Cause I thought they were kind of like probably not fun or like maybe too serious or, but even though they were like niggling in the back of my head, you know, that way. So I think, yeah, what I've learned and I definitely would bring into my 30s is just like realizing that if someone can't answer those questions for you or refuses to talk about those things for you like it's okay to objectively look in your relationship and be like yeah loads of the relationship shit is working but like the actual stability and the some other aspect of the relationship that I need fulfilled isn't working and that's a deal breaker for me you know that way I think it's because like in your 20s you're so you're way more aware of like how you're perceived by your partner mm. rather than how you actually are perceiving yourself so and how true. you're like so I would always be like like when I was dating guys and if they weren't taking it seriously I'd be like oh I'm cool like, just, I don't give a fuck I'm just yeah. cool I'm in my 20s like, who cares and I actually I think if you consider like you know dating around in your 20s and dating toxic guys because like oh whatever I don't care if it doesn't go anywhere I'm just dating you're actually teaching yourself a discipline of how to be treated and mm-hmm. how like and whether it's with a fuck boy or whatever you want to call them or just a fling or you're just shagging them you are teaching yourself and accepting and learning that this is okay and acceptable and that this is what a like love relationship is like yeah so respecting like just accepting like you know men to treat you well yeah I think like yeah similar with that I'd just be so afraid of like if I met a guy 
I'd be afraid to be like, you know, if we were seeing each other for like six months, I'd be afraid to be like, so are you looking for a girlfriend or, you know, that way, because I'd, I'd almost not want to know the answer, you know, that way. So I'd it's attach like, their reaction to like me. I would always blame myself. So if I was like, so what are you kind of looking for? And they're like, whoa, whoa, relax, you crazy girl. You know, yeah, I'd be like, yeah. oh God, I'm such a loser. Yeah. And then compare myself to these unknown other cool girls who are like, mm. what you asked him to be serious after eight months like hey relax honey yeah. I'd be like oh god I'm so weird what's wrong with me but like that was of importance to me that was yeah. something that like you know if someone is not going to give you the respect of like answering a simple question or kind of gaslighting a simple question like it says more about them than it does about you it just says that they don't really care about your kind of emotions and stuff and yeah. so just acknowledge those things and not try and kind of like shape yourself around the perceived society of like dating yeah do you know yeah, like yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. you don't have to follow suit just because like say in Ireland this is how we're dating right now you don't have to like just align yourself to that because that's what everyone else is doing do you know the way you can still be like well I'm looking for this mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so definitely just being like treated with respect and I think like I do I just wish I, I it's hard that I feel in Ireland I've Definitely notice in like England, there's way more like girls, friends, or guys. I don't see that as common in Ireland. And I uh, wish to say like girls and guys just being friends because I think okay. now that I'm active, like since the past couple of years, I've been actively trying to make male friends. You learn so much more from guys just being your friends without mm. them just being a romantic partner. Mm. So I think I just always saw like a guy as a potential boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, in your yeah, 20s, yeah. I think you really wanted to rush to get that serious boyfriend in your 20s. Definitely. It was more like, I'm looking for a boyfriend. Anyone it was do. like a rite of passage. Um, so we talk about career then. Careers next. Careers next. So I think like, I'm trying to think, like my career probably only started, like obviously I worked. I worked when I from when I was like 16, but like a career career only started for me when I was like 25. And I... I was kind of always quite baldy as in like I'd always take chances and go for interviews and not really like I wouldn't be too concerned with if they were like must have marketing degree I'd be like fuck it I don't care I'm gonna apply so like I think that I was good in that way and I think that got me very far like I didn't always like adhere to the rules and kind of was able to good good at being like good at interviews and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but I think where I kind of something that you don't realize when you're young that like helps you so much is just like realizing that no one fucking knows what they're talking about or what they're doing at any given time and I think knowing that now it makes it so much easier to navigate like I see loads of people always a lot of my friends would come to me for advice on interviews and all that kind of shit just because I've done loads and people get so afraid of like perceived authority it's like you have to be able to see these people like who are interviewing you. Sometimes you can just get so in your head. You're like, oh my God, they're the boss. I'm like, they have so much experience and blah, blah, blah. And like, mm-hmm. I think from now, from going through being really junior and then being like slightly more senior where you're sitting in on interviews or you're hearing like, you know, the bosses, you know, that way you're just like, people talk through their ass and people also look to like assert authority and intimidate more junior people. And I think that that's something that I learned. And I think in it's right kind of cadence of how I learned it like I learned it by coming up through the professional world I think that's kind of the only way you can learn it is by seeing it because 
even now I probably would get slightly intimidated or like sometimes I'll be talking for someone for it gals and I'm a bit like oh but you just have to remind yourself you're like this is just another person you know that way it's just another person just because they got some fucking title doesn't mm. mean they know any more than anything than you know you know so I think that was something that I learned throughout my 20s in my career um and also a big thing I learned is like how much a lot of people undervalue themselves like financially and mm-hmm. being able to like one of the best uh skill sets you'll ever get no matter like your fucking skill set in your career whether it's photoshop or anything else the number one thing and asset that you can have to yourself is knowing your worth and being able to negotiate a good salary because i think especially for women i think women apparently you know this is like uh statistically another thing that has caused the kind of income difference is that a lot of the time men overvalue themselves and they're really good at going in and being like i'm i should be paid 60k for this job and i Mm. see it in male friends of mine like they're like way more ballsy sometimes at asking for a same amount and women can be very much like oh well i'll just take whatever is given and it's like that's going to fuck you over so much in the long run and i think i i don't know how i learned to be good at that women are way more like fearful financially definitely like of being like I, anyone I know who has wanted to go in and question their salary or ask for a raise or just mention money in any mm-hmm. way they feel like it's a dirty word and they feel like they're just gonna be fired in the spot <laughs> yeah when it's like they're so scared yeah. and they'll go in with that fear yeah so then like the person who's in charge of like deciding Not whether they're getting it's just gonna be like hold on you look you are coming in being so like I'm sorry I'm just like I'm just wondering like would it be possible if possibly maybe like I get it they you're basically looking like you failed already so they're not going to be like they're like oh she's grand if we don't give her that yeah and we can just spin some yarn story of being like see the thing is we did pay her higher but Mm -hmm. actually what we're going to do we're just we're developing your yeah we're developing your kind of path more and women can just be so a lot of the time I do find and this is just you know not even just being generalist like this is from you and I having female friends and me even mm-hmm. just seeing so many women in the workplace just like fucking themselves over a lot of the time. And I do think that is from my situation, for example, like in my 20s, becoming a mother, you're, I became a mum at mm-hmm. 21. Mm-hmm. So I had a full-time job. Mm-hmm. I was just doing it for free. Mm-hmm. And there's no respect in the workforce um, and in society of like the parenting job being split so how can we expect like I was taught basically that I worked full time more hours than anyone I knew as a mum yeah wasn't getting paid for it so then I undervalued myself because I saw payment as such a oh yeah yeah you know like a prize yeah like you know I was working for free and that was never you know really shared with my partner mm-hmm. at the time mm-hmm. like it was never a question of it being 50 50 yeah and there's no hope for me being 50 50 like where can I go to be getting the rights of like that this is a shared job either financially or the physical help of mm-hmm. a father I never had that and even still to this day like going to the divorce like I'm probably going to just get a divorce and have no maintenance like yeah. I said that he's not paid any maintenance in like eight or nine years and on, even though I went through the rights like because I decided to get married so I would be financially stable because a marriage is supposed to protect a mother but I'll see I probably won't get any money um, because he's not responding to anything and there's they just don't care like it's just yeah people just so like I think that definitely like taught me a lesson of like you don't deserve money 
why would you you know the way mm. and yeah, like I always just felt like I had no options because like yeah. you know I was didn't have any qualifications I did was 21 I had to drop out of college so what were my options because any job I was going to get was not going to be able to pay for childcare mm-hmm. so I just felt like grand a job and a career is not for me but now what I've learned through ICALS and through like even the way society has changed like I think we never would have predicted that like a lot of people in our generation are going to be able to be like self-employed making their own yeah. businesses and learning from home because like it's such a blessing to be able to have like Google and apps and things where you can learn mm. like really valuable skill sets totally and that you can I think like a huge thing that I'd say Lindsay and I would both say that we learned is that like just because you're on a path now like I we get a lot of questions and loads of them are kind of uh, sometimes addressed to me because I guess they knew I went through like the professional field and people are always like how do I get into this path and how do I become this job and how do I you know they, they always kind of see the end point and one mm-hmm. thing that I think I did in my career that probably ended me up here at ICALS with you is just never really having a definitive end point like I had goals as in like I wanted to like you know move up in the career and you know get better money and if I was in a job that I didn't like the money and they weren't willing to pay me more I would happily move on so always keep your options open in that regard but I never would pigeonhole myself I feel and that kind mm. of landed for us to be able to have our own business to an extent because I didn't say like my job was never my everything and that's something that I do feel that a lot of people now are encouraged to do is like dedicate their lives and especially their early 20s to to a career that may not last and a company that will never really care that much about you no matter how much they tell you to and because I didn't have that attitude I didn't marry myself to my work and that I think then lent me to be able to have it goes because I was like fuck that I'm gonna have my own little project on the side you know that way and I think that like I kind of if I could, like, tell my son, tell my 20-year-old mm. self something, it would have been, like, you have the freedom and you have, like, you know, everything that you consume, you're going to be soaking up. Like, yeah. whether it's shit TV that's going in your brain. So, like, I had the space, even though I was, like, a full-time mum. Mm-hmm. I had the space to be able to, like, do a little online course. Mm-hmm. Like, I only did my nail course after Luna and that was really valuable to me because yeah. it gave me, like, something that I will always have that ever if I need an extra income or if I want to go back into a nail salon and mm-hmm. work, like, having that little skill set, like, that's so valuable for women. Yeah, definitely. Like, whether you want to do eyelashes, those kind of things, you can learn in two weeks. You mm-hmm. do a course, you pay your money and that's something that you'll have for life. Mm. So that, but also I had, I could like learn how to do an invoice online or I could learn how to, um, you know, do Photoshop or like learning little things that you like can consume for free. Yeah. Online. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. like, I felt like, oh, well I'm not in the workforce. So yeah, you kind of like backed out as in like, I don't work. So therefore I'm not going to have anything to do with it. Kind so of I almost. could have definitely been like, even now, like I'm trying to play catch up now because I didn't do those things and yeah. I wasn't in the workforce. Yeah. 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 Like I could have, even just like what you consume, whether it's reading books or like watching important documentaries, that was kind of lessons that you can yeah. kind of be learning from other people. Whereas I kind of just opted out because I didn't see it as an option for me. Yeah, yeah. But also in terms of like becoming a mother, like if I had, could tell myself something or tell a young woman who like is considering, you know, children for her future, mm-hmm. I really want to, like you'd never go for a job interview and they wouldn't tell you your hours or they wouldn't tell you your age Mm -hmm. and you're like I accept this job so if you want to have a baby 
consider your partner and sit down and be like, yeah. how are we going to fucking manage this? Mm-hmm. Because like, I didn't have that conversation and therefore I was just was lumped with all the responsibility yeah. because... It was your baby. It's just a really difficult thing to fight for. Yeah. But if you have it down in some way, I don't know how even it can be managed when like in terms of like men don't get maternity leave. Like well, men don't there's get... jobs now that started. So that's the one thing you could have a conversation with to see if... Because a lot of men, I think because sometimes they're not even factored into that kind of situation a lot of companies now will give paternity leave like I remember in the agency I worked in um I didn't it wasn't like you know on our contract but one guy was like oh I'm I'm off tomorrow for like two months or whatever I was like oh where are you going he's like oh no I'm taking paternity leave my wife's got you know so like a lot of companies now that could be an option but you have to kind of almost educate the men to ask because totally. a lot of the time and I did that with know. Jimmy yeah because like I remember he would be like look my boss won't give me Saturdays off and I was like well you're gonna figure out where to put Luna because she's here on Fridays and Saturdays yeah and Sunday exactly so figure that out and I think it's a weird thing as well because mums are so like you know not every woman is maternal but you're expected to be so like mm-hmm. you're it's very much more of a question on women being like Oh, he has her half the time, does he? Mm. Oh, right, you don't miss her, do you not? It's mm. like, because I would have that conversation with mums being like, if they're like, oh, what are you doing the weekend with the kids? And I'm like, oh, well, she's off with her dad. They're like, oh, do you not miss her? I'm like, no. <laughs> I've had her all, like, I mean, yeah. but that expect, they don't ask yeah. men that. No, never. So I just definitely just seeing, like, becoming a mother and a father is equal. Yeah. And, you know, we can only do that whether we'd like to demand more equality from the workplace. Yeah. So like not expecting like, you know, when Jimmy was coming to me saying his boss wouldn't let him, I was like, well, tell your boss, figure it out. And I was like, a lot of the time, I think it's just, um, it's not even from the workplace. A lot of the time, the workplaces will actually move around. It's the, I think a lot of it is men's expectations of whose job it is. Totally, you know what I mean? completely, like, yeah. And that a lot of the time it's, you know, men won't look for job sharing and you know the thing is is like it doesn't ha- always have to be tit for tat like the person can ha- if there are and there are some people who are in if your husband's a freaking or your baby daddy is a doctor or something like obviously there's going to mm. be certain aspects of that but maybe it's the fact of you know if you're in a steady thing of like you know being like okay well if you can't take them on the weekend and I need some time like I'm going to need some financial help you know exactly. that way if it's to a... free me up or whatever like it can't it might it may not always be possible for it to be like we both have shared exact 50-50 custody no some people if it's like that. that you know you have an amazing job and you need to work so many hours mm. but you are providing this home and the ability for me to be able to drive and take the mm. kids out and have a like nice like be a stay-at-home mother and that I'm you're paying me to be a stay-at-home mother yeah, yeah, I think yeah that's yeah. different but like it's just these things that like and it kind of marries the like relationship and work you have to be able to like jump out of step out of the romanticism and the like oh we're so in love and be like okay well let's financially speak about like yeah certain things because yeah. that's not a fun romantic cute time it's like how are we going to manage that because I just dove into being a mum didn't have any perception of how that was going to be yeah. and then I found myself unable to go into the workforce yeah 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 unable to build myself up because like so now I'm playing catch-up and thankfully because of this like place that we're in and you know that we found it gals and that it has been a success but like I'm playing catch-up with even just like because I didn't discipline myself yeah in my 20s to kind of like just like be a bit more like self-disciplined Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah, totally. Like, developing skills in your own time, especially now with, you know, you can invest money into a 200-euro laptop and have so much at your fingertips. Yeah. You know, that way. Um, So we ended up then... And talking about friendships and what we kind of learned and didn't learn or lessons of friendships of our 20s. So how do you think you would have been in your 20s in regarding your friendships? I how think, did you approach them? I think what I, you know the way when you said um, you put your relationships on a pedestal in your 20s? I yeah. put my friendships on a pedestal. Mm. And that ended up biting me in the ass a few times. Because mm-hmm. I think it's it's still putting some form of relationship on a pedestal. You know, that way it's still putting something kind of before yourself or also expecting another person to have the exact same amount of dedication to you as you have to them, which you never know. It's also this like unspoken agreement and this unspoken investment. Mm. So you can be like investing all your emotional time, energy, physical time with this person and then one day they can be like, Boof, gone. Totally. And, and like, that, that that is what happened to me so much in my 20s. I feel like, I feel I had good friends in, in school, but I think then when I went to college, we all kind of went to different colleges and it just dispersed and we didn't live in the same area. So it wasn't like, we kept in contact and we kept in touch, but it wasn't the same, you know? And mm. I think I definitely had that whole, like when I came into college and started going out in town and all, I kind of like found myself a little bit, you know? I, it was the first time I kind of felt like really comfortable and uh in myself and in my new friends and I kind of met people I found at the time that I was like I mean it's when I met you you know that I Mm. was like oh these are like my people you know that way Mm -hmm. and so many of them I'm still friends with but there was definitely um you know not even bad endings to friendships I don't even really have any like bad juju with anyone from that time but I definitely for myself from reflecting have learned that like I would just I would like pour myself into someone else Mm. and I'd be like like taking on so much of their emotional burdens with like lads or like you know their their parents and obviously to a certain extent things that friends should be you know like obviously listening to people when they're you know in a bad place Mm -hmm. or you know having fun talking about lads but I would like take it on myself like I would if one of my friends who was a girl if they're like my bestie at the time if they were going through a breakup like I would feel like I'm going through the fucking breakup too Mm. and I'd be like obsessed with it and then I'd be taking on so much of the like emotional pain and like trauma if you will of their breakup or of anything that they're going through and then it would be like they would get over it really quick and I'd still be like so upset about it or they'd be like I'm back with them and I'd be still taking on this weird Mm. like resentment towards them and it would make me feel so like hard done by or something and I think that's something that I learned 
I probably stopped that around like 26, 27. I just kind of had to reflect on it and be like, no one has ever, and not even in a like, oh, well, it was me, but like no one has ever put that amount of effort into anything that I've told them. Mm. You know, that way. And no one, not that I would expect them to. I think you can get into a role as well. Like totally. you can be the person on the phone that yeah. they call and it's like hours on the phone. Yes. And that's like, you think, wow, we're so close. Yes, definitely. I mean, I'm hearing all this, like deep shit about mm. your family and your relationships but like I've definitely noticed I think how I carried myself in friendships I would be like similar in like you know take every part like you know I would be nurture because I also had the role of a mother I just yeah. kind of would marry that to my friendships and be like you know I had a place so people would always come over to you coming and like you know I always would have a space which I like definitely still have brought into my 30s like I wanted my home to be like a place where you can come because like it was a female home like mm-hmm. I was single with my little boy and like it would be a place where like my mum's being a bitch you can come stay with me you <laughs> yeah, know yeah, and yeah. like I just wanted a kind of nice home without like rules because like mm. my home was very like you know you can probably hear that rain girl. that rain is grim it's so fucking pelting down but um yeah, I wanted like a safe space, mm-hmm. my home to be like a fun, safe space with no like rules and just kind of like easy space. But I think sometimes I would like be like sacrifice my own kind of wants because like I would be like desperate for the friend to like me mm-hmm. and like see me as the best or mm. the like most important friend because I offered like this. And I think you can get like confused with like how you're getting on in the friendship sometimes. You know, you can be like, set yourself aside and that yeah. those are just roles that happen sometimes in friendships totally. and that's the like power dynamic as in like I'm the one who's the listener and I think that happens in female friendships a lot like there's one person who's the kind of like nurturer and the other who like needs to be minded a bit more yeah and I think like those you're always going to have some level of role but I think definitely I found myself constantly in the same role with different people which was really confusing to me because it was you know, like probably just like muscle memory you're yeah. like that's a friendship to me I'm totally. the listener and then you were kind of like and then like with the, their relationships and stuff I found that like I would start I would sacrifice things that the other person wouldn't which is again was my fault you know that way like I was mm-hmm. like well, not I, your fault but like it was something it was, that was in your control that exactly. you didn't think maybe was so like for example like you know I would be like if I found a guy that I kind of liked and introduced him to my friend, if they weren't mad about him, I'd probably be like, yeah, like he's probably not that great. And then I'd kind of maybe sag him off or kind of not really be into him as much until I had my friend's approval. But then I would notice that like they would meet someone who I wasn't really mad about and they didn't give a fuck as they shouldn't have. Or else you, you know just that wouldn't way. give your, um, what do you call it? Like you're, you wouldn't judge the guy or whatever. Yeah, I wouldn't judge them, but I think it would it would be more so like, you know, like I had one friend who uh, in my 20s and, you know, we were always kind of going out and like getting with lads and all the rest. And like I would find that, you know, if, if, if and this was probably my perception as well. I don't even mm-hmm. think she was actually that judgy, but I would kind of like if I didn't feel her absolute stamp of approval or if she didn't really know the guy, I would happily kind of slag it off. Whereas then she got into a relationship so quickly with someone who I wasn't really close to and didn't want anything to do with me and it ended our friendship. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So she, and like, it's not even a bad thing upon her as a person, but it was like, she found someone that she really liked and she kind of went away with that. Now she probably did, 
she did lose a lot of friends because of it because that's also just you know part of her personality that she worked on but I just was like oh okay I was putting so much value in her approval of my partner when she didn't give a fuck Mm. when it came back around to her but it probably because it was like you know two different total mm-hmm. opposite sides so you maybe found like lessons from both of those Definitely. extremities do you know they like I mean she obviously gave up everything for her partner yeah. and you would give up your partner for everything else yes 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 and it was like hold on there's just a balance that yeah. you can find like that you was don't definitely need... something I learned that because I think I was I, I I happened to a lot of the times be friends with that kind of person who would kind of drop all their friends for a relationship mm-hmm. um, and again it could have been the role kind of thing so I think I always try to overcompensate by never doing that I was always like I never want to be in a situation because I think my first boyfriend was kind of like that where I didn't lose all my friends but I kind of adopted all of his friends and then when we broke up I was like where am I kind of that yeah well I mean I was still friends with them but I still was kind of like oh I missed out on so much fun times because I was hanging out with his loser you know what I mean yeah. so I think I tr- then tried to in my 20s overcompensate for that and be very much so like either with my first relationship keeping them so completely separate so that there was no kind of like crossover matter yeah like there was just no crossover yeah. like with like Michael you know that mm-hmm. way there was no crossover with my friends I was just like well we couldn't have an opinion if we never met him exactly <laughs> exactly yeah 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 totally and um and you could also if we never saw your relationship in action we couldn't judge it or whatever or not we, judge in a bad way but you we know just couldn't mean. have an opinion on it exactly like, if you came to us and we were like it's the best relationship in the world You'd we like, would only have your word exactly. other than like you know the visibility of like oh well you don't seem to be getting on you know because yeah. that happens when you like I can see it from like my sister's relationships mm. like you know when you have a boyfriend where you socialize a lot like there's always going to be judgment on your relationship definitely, and stuff definitely definitely um, for me with friendships as well what I've even learned like so I think like coming into my 30s is when I actively made the decision in my brain to learn like to like be like oh wow because I think I saw like when I was in my 20s the 30s as the end as in like yeah. I'd be sorted career rise I'd be sorted just somehow I don't know how but yeah. I was 30 I'm gonna be sorted <laughs> like Cinderella the ball like ding ding just ding, like ding. that's what happens when you're 30 yeah you're and sorted then you've got a gaff I was like okay I'm actually 30 these things aren't going to sort themselves mm-hmm. I have to discipline myself I have to constantly be in- so I was interested I liked turning 30 because I was like oh that's really cool you can still learn um every day and you can like change you know you don't have to like be the person you were in your 20s or like you can change every day if you don't Mm. like something about yourself so I definitely learned to like track myself more yeah in terms of friendship so like in my 20s I would be like hanging out with people and it like I don't know maybe they wouldn't be the best for me or I would be like uninspired or like they wouldn't be like you know putting something good into my life it would be like hanging out with someone we'd bitch about people the whole time you know putting down other people and like being like uh, kind of like that was a friendship or like you know the way like it's very I think it's very much a Dublin thing like I got into the scene like you said like you found your people Mm -hmm. when you were in your 20s and I felt like there's just a little chit chat chit chat like everyone knows everyone's there like did you hear this did you hear that oh my god how the fuck did she get that undeserved you know that kind of thing so I would sometimes like be having fun bitching away Mm. or like you know indulging in that and then like when I'd like leave their company and I'd be like reflecting on my time with them I'd be like oh I feel a bit bad about that or like that it wasn't a, right with you. it just didn't serve either of us in any way and yeah. it wasn't that like I was hanging out with a bitch it was just like when we're together it brought out this weird we just kind of like chit chat chat somehow we're like chatting about people and then it's like getting a bit negative and I'm like wow 
you can track everything really but I definitely tracked how I felt post hangout time and would like reflect and be like how you know if I am not liking a certain conversation I'm finding myself like talking a bit badly and laughing at stuff how can I change that and so next time I'd hang out I'd maybe not indulge yeah in those kind of things that were just not serving me they were just making me feel you know sometimes you can think something's like fun but then like afterwards you're like actually I just didn't that wasn't and it's not even and it's not even like you and your friend have gotten any closer you're just like randomly the only thing you have in common right now is like bitching at each other which is like can be so negative and And it's easily happened to a lot of girls I think so easy because it's fun that you can you mistake know, people oh you can and you and can mistake people for it. you can mistake people for like a really close friend just because you both hate the same person and then it's like okay so what is this adding to my life right now I think girls can like you know we're so you know we'll have conversations about looks and diet and consumption in that regard even consumption of like our Instagram feed I had to unfollow her she wasn't mm. doing doing me well but like it is also consumption like how we hang out with our friends like is it gonna are you consuming something in your life that is beneficial like are you nourishing my life in a good way and like I did definitely be a bit more cutthroat coming into my 30s with like who I'm spending a lot of my time with Mm -hmm. because if I'm feeling down or demotivated or whatever if I'm you know even we had that episode a while ago about like stingy friends um was that on X-Girls or X-Girls? X-Girls and I was like you know I would just kind of still hang out with them and you know be taking the like certain percentage of enjoyment that I was getting and just disregard of whatever like I know I had to deal with that that and that yeah excusing their kind of actions and stuff I I, yeah I used to do that fucking all the time and I think I like I just kind of felt I realised it's in my control I would like you know put it all in them like oh she's a bit of a bitch and I don't like it but then I'd still hang out with her it's like hold on this is in my control I can just you have the choice who is going to nerf your life more and you have to be a bit more cutthroat we got so many questions of girls being like you know I'm dealing with this toxic female friendship and girls you know you basically date your friends you date your friends and you just it's a tough decision to be like I can't hang out with you as much you don't need to even go to the friend and be like look I'm stepping back a little bit here sometimes you just need to do that for your own self and it is tough because you feel like a bitch sometimes doing it but you feel like a bitch but something that I learned was like like I remember to like skim over a longer story like I had my 21st birthday I didn't even want to have it my mum and dad were like look let's have a big party Mm. spent all this money they got like a bar in all this kind of stuff and like a group of my friends came and like half of them came hung over late and then bailed at the last bus and it was just like it was such an eye-opener for me because, like, those people that, like, did that, I'm not friends with them anymore, even though I still hung out with them afterwards, you know, the way, but, like, now... It took you a long time to understand that that was, like, a lesson. Totally, and it was, like, a lesson in the sense that, like, don't ever feel, like, obliged just because a certain group of people are in your, like, wider friend group that you have to, like, invite them to your birthday or that you have to kind of, you know, forgive them for these kind of things because they're in the group. Because something that I learned from that is that, like, that's enough reason just to be like, look, we'll be grand. I don't have beef with you, but I'm not investing. Like, I'm not allowing you enjoy the really positive things about it is to be my friend because you don't like put any effort Mm. into our friendship and like whereas I would have like I went down to Galway for one of their birthdays yeah I think I'm (laughs) in that regard and I think we were both in I didn't know you for your 21st no you didn't so I wasn't one of those bitches but 
we were in that same group. We yeah. met in that group. And yeah. we like, I definitely have from, I think what happens sometimes because you're in school. So you're lumped with whoever you are. Then you're in college. And like for you, like I was in, you and me, like I was in NCAD. So in town, yeah. you were in town Trinity, or like, you know, meeting all but these new people. The and you're like, oh, fuck my old friends. Look at these cool bastards. Yeah. And we're hanging out with them. But definitely in my 30s, I became full circle and I was like, I was able to differentiate between acquaintance and actual true friend. Totally. And I think that's something that you do learn coming into your later 20s, into your 30s, that like, it's okay to have different levels of friendship. And like, there's people that like, I still look at those people and I'm like, I love them. If I saw them one night, I have a great old time with them. But like, I don't have that like, you have to have boundaries with some friends and it doesn't always need to be a big conversation, but it is a thing that like, I I wouldn't shy away from if someone was like, you know, if say that happened next week at my birthday, if people just bailed after one drink, it's not like I'm going to be like uh, crying, but I would just be like, okay, noted. And if they then Take were like, as a lesson. and if they were like next year, how come you didn't invite me to be your birthday? I'd be like, well, last year you came and just stayed for half a drink and you took up one of the spaces in the table I booked. So I think it's literally <laughs> like when you are coming into your later 20s and your like 30s, you're learning quicker. Totally. So like, I'm totally learning quicker. Like, I mean, if you kind of do something like that like People I'll just show you and again are. I won't take it as personally it's just similar to like the fella situation like totally. you know I don't if a guy doesn't want to see me anymore and he's then seeing someone else I'm not like crying yes. for days as I would have been in my 20s I would have been like I'm fucking ugly I'm not gonna <laughs> eat I'm not eating mother I'm not hungry I need to be skinny because they're not only gonna put you know like just being yeah. so all consuming totally. and same with like I was so confused when we were in that like scene with all those people and there was so, such a like a massive amount of people I'd never been like you know there was just so mm. many people that I was like wow I have so much in common with these people I could be friends with them all I'm gonna find like these best friends oh, yeah totally and then I was like why are they best friends with her they don't even have as much in common as like we would why aren't we yeah. best friends and like kind of being like Marrying it to yourself. Pushing the friendship. Yeah. Trying to, and doing things like that, like us going to Galway for someone because we'd be like, well, then they're going to really love that we did that and really value that. Yeah, like just because you can like note, like that's something that definitely, that what you just said there, that's such a learning lesson I feel. Like I learned that like just because I and you are, like you and I are quite like in tune people and I think we Mm. both respect when people do something for us. You know, that way like I can totally you know, I'm sure as you as a mom and not having that much time and me when I worked all the time, not having a lot of time, I totally can note when someone has taken the time out of their day or like done something for me that probably went out of their way or like even someone come to my birthday. Like I'm like sending people my messages now because I'm like having my birthday the Saturday after the Ickel show and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That's two weekends that you're dedicating yeah. to me. Oh, mm-hmm. like I'm so freaking, I can be overly cautious of it too. Mm. But I noticed that but just because I've to learn I had to learn that like just because I notice those things doesn't mean everyone does and some people just have these weird expect- expectations on you that they're like yeah well you will come to my birthday and you will come to that and, and that's those- when it's this unspoken investment yeah. like just because you were there on the end of the phone for someone's breakup doesn't mean when you break up that they're gonna also be there for you yeah definitely which is so frustrating it's a weird thing it's and like- you only learn it when you're in it yeah you're like Huh? You're like, hold on, I literally like fucking housed you for three days and you won't even like text me And they're like, get over it, he's a prick. They're like, oh no way, shit, Shit I'm out this weekend. But like, let's do something soon. You're like, (laughs) oh my God, I literally remember (laughs) dropping my whole weekend. You know the way, and it's like, (laughs) but I can't really make you do what I did. All I have to do is learn from that and not do it again. And that's when like in my 30s, way more cutthroat. Yeah. And I just don't care about hurting people's feelings as much because like, 
people have hurt my feelings I just recognised that my feeling was hurt and I would kind of be like hmm, but not yeah. say anything about it yeah I think that's I've been I've definitely grown to become more cutthroat but in a also more forgiving kind of way I saying like I don't take it as personally like I'll be like okay look you're just not getting the invite next year but I'm not yeah. like resentful over them I think I've, I've definitely I'm not like sitting them down being like at the end of the day like I was fucking there for you yeah. and you weren't so and um, that's real bitchy and I just were real like real yeah. I I'm not like throwing them sly digs in the group chat no you know it's the way a lesson it's like, that I can I'll get just, over it and be grand I'll have it. no qualms and like you know changing how I was in a friendship yeah if it, just if I kind of have a like come to that kind of revelation where I'm like oh hold on this yeah. is definitely more one-sided I'll just change that and figure it out yeah navigate around yeah it and not hold a grudge in them just like learn I won't be investing them. that in them anymore mm-hmm. and it's beneficial and I, it's just something yeah. which makes your 30s really enjoy really enjoyable because like it's kind of like more in a efficient way to live you know totally and like on that like it even goes back to the friend thing I think something that I learned is that like just like people will always show you who they are I think something a huge thing I learned probably towards the end of my 20s is just like people will always do what they will want to do regardless of things that you might feel are like bad signs or regardless of all the fucking advice you've given them no matter if it's career fellas Mm. friend like friendship if you have a friend who like you're like that friend is shit and you keep telling them they're shit like and to not take that personally because I feel like when I said like I used to invest too much in my friends I feel like that was part of it I would like put so much effort and so much like advice and advice and advice and something that will improve your life if you find that you're doing this too if this is like singing to you like will we'll improve your life exponentially is like obviously being there for your friend giving them advice mm. of course that's part of being a friend but also not taking it fucking personally when they go against what you felt was right for them because at the end of the day you don't have a fucking clue just like your friends might give you advice that you're like yeah okay well I'm not gonna do that and well like, it just means like no one is going to have no one has like your life experience totally. or has like you know Say if your best friend is coming over to you and being like, he's a prick, all he does is this and this. You can think that you have like an idea of their relationship and you can be like, he's the worst or it's the best. Either, you know, it can go either way. You can be looking at your friend's relationships and be like, oh, he's so nice. I wish I had a boyfriend Mm. like that. But you know, such a small, minute part. Yeah. And usually only the bad parts. But like the good parts. However, your friend. Totally. No matter which one you're like. Show themselves. And I just think that like one thing that I just noticed so many girls doing and which I did definitely is just taking that person and then it becoming a thing in your friendship or becoming a thing that you see on yourself and then you're once again as I said like carrying that emotional burden and it can be the same with friend like in your friendships like you could have a friend who has another friend that doesn't really like you and then you end up fighting with your friend over it it's just like such on it's just not helpful these, these things they're not gonna like you being angry at your friend over this thing that doesn't affect your life in any way like it just will improve your life if you just actually choose to like kind of be namaste with doing whatever and being like okay I think it's like just recognising what's in your control and your friend's decisions is never going to be in your control no No matter how many times you badmouth their boyfriend or say "Mm, well you really shouldn't be doing that I wouldn't be you know they're still going to do it yeah so just like you're going to like you will want the freedom because like I've been on both sides of it you know mm. and I think everyone has that like you everyone's been on the side of like judging the relationship or judging the friendship or judging the thing from the outside but then you've also been in the situation where you can feel your friends being like 
don't know if that's the best idea. And you're like, well, I'm going to do it. you like a bold it. girl. Yeah, and you're you like, know? well, I'm going to do it. So we can either be cool or I don't know what. We're going to fight over something that I'm going to do. You know the way? And it's like, I that's also three, part of friendship. I that think you the have three to, things, like the fellas, the career and the friendships can all be like encapsulated in like what I really learned from my 20s was to just not compare mm. and not thinking that, oh, if I do that, it will go this certain type of way, mm. you know? Like, I mean, so I think learning from, like, a load of different people and a load of different situations and relationships and friendships and, like, career choices, but, like, knowing that, like, it's just you can't compare yourself to someone else and you can't, like, yeah. try and be like someone else in career or in their relationships or with their friendships. Like, I, Yeah, I think, like, for me, it was, like, not using other what I felt were other people's perceptions of me as an actual indicator of who I am as a person I feel like I just did that for so long I think I felt like if I gave everything to my friendship to my friendships they would see me as great and therefore I would be a great friend or if I gave everything to a lad or if I really wanted if I had a boyfriend then I'd be you know everyone would see me as this and x y and z Mm. and it's like I was giving so much of the power into other people's perception like my perception of other people's perceptions of me which well, is I think like, like if you whoa. are in a situation which is like I mean when I was in my 20s and I saw like you know success as being in mm. this like you know really great relationship and being financially stable and then like now I'm like seeing my friends who I went to school with being having all of it mm. having careers having successful marriages great you know family children bopping around financially stable and I I'm now able to just accept that they have that and yeah. a different kind of success, but like there's not one success story. Totally. Because like, I'm still at my success story, even though I'm just renting, you know, me and Jimmy aren't living together, we're just working out. You know, those kind of things that are not as like Definitive. traditional or whatever, you know. So it's kind of like, oh, I'm actually happy with how things are going. Yeah. And that's like successful for me. Yeah. You know? Well, we ended there. Let's go, girls. Seems so, like yeah. a good ending. So, gals, once again, if you're looking for more uh, content, you can head over to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash podcast, where you can sign up for X Gals, which is a weekly sexy X-rated podcast where we spill all the tea about five euro a month. It's a bargain, just like Netflix for subscription. fella. It's fabuloso. I have an actual Instagram, um, an Instagram TV, um, which... On It Gals. On It Gals, which I'll probably share on our Instagram Uh, on the Wednesday when we put this up just so that has a lot of the FAQs covered in it Mm -hmm. Um, and also enter our competition if you've got our merch if you're receiving your merch this week there's still time to enter until the 14th of November and make sure to tag us um, tag us take your pics whatever way you want to do it whether it's a picture of a tote without you in it Mm -hmm. or it's a little mirror selfie with you in your hoodie whatever it is just get the pick up permanent on Instagram tag us and And make sure you're on public as well Uh, but yeah we, until then we will see you next week for another episode and our live show which is creeping around the corner I mean get your goonas girlies we're ready getting, we're getting horny for it see you later girlies bye. bye hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out Quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos act Activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.